Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is a little bit lighter on news, so there are a couple things that I wanted to go over. First off, there is, of course, the Community Day update that is coming out on the 17th as we celebrate Talk Like a Pirate Day. I did cover this last episode, but just a reminder that we are going to be doing some stuff. Uh, I'm going to be talking to some friends and working out to see if we can do some celebrations for the Keelhauled crew and see if we can get some ships going so that we can try and, you know, make some money, you know, get some ancient coin, free money. Who doesn't love that? I also want to talk about the first Sea of Thieves contest for style, the first kind of styling thing. I love using cosmetics to cosplay and do my own character and have a, a theme going. They're going to be giving away gloves for this. I talked about this in the past, but they're finally starting to introduce that. We're going to be talking about that. And I want to cover a video that Falcor did about story mode. I think it's a very interesting video. I think it's definitely worth watching it, and you probably already have. But I wanted to talk about that. All that and more in this week's episode of the Keel Hauled Podcast. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They're the one that went over to patreon.com, just like you can, to support the podcast and make sure that my bills are taken care of when it comes to uploading, when it comes to paying for the software, all that stuff you guys help take care of. So thank you so much for that support. Um, I wanted to thank People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, who's new, welcome, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, who's also new, welcome, Rust Bell Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Skamelt666, Sudesh, Captain Dazzle, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Music Me, Super Pack, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your support. It really does help. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you. First, I want to dive into the fashionista type style contest. Um, if you guys are aware, there is the golden sales uh, or golden sun, no golden hour sales. That's what it is uh, that you can get if you participate in the screenshot contests that go out and they generally run for a few weeks uh, and then they pick their winners and then you have that next theme coming up and you have your chance to win the golden hour sales. I have not won it. There have been discords that have been created to help each other out in creating different ideas and getting those worked out. Um, I am I just don't have the time or the uh, the energy to put into trying to get a really fabulous one. Uh, if I happen to be sailing around and I get a good photo and I think it applies, I'll throw it in a folder that I have a huge you know, it's split up by years at this point. I've started to, to segregate all my photos based on the, the year that I took them. And, uh, and and just kind of scrub through those to see if there's one that falls in line. Um, it, I haven't won. I'm not too worried about not winning at this or about winning at this point because uh, I have been not winning for so long. And sometimes excelling at not getting something done is still kind of winning if, if you're okay with that. But we're getting a style uh, thieves or style of thieves contest coming. And I, and I wanted to break this down because I love cosplaying. I love having the cosmetics, mixing them up. I do the same thing with the ship. If you look at the Keelhauled Galleon, it is a mix of different cosmetics. The colors are the biggest thing and the theming around the sails. Uh, I have the Cursed Captain sails from the first Pirate's Life Tall Tale, and it looks perfect because of the red and the green and the uh, crossed swords as well as the skull. Very in line with what my uh, branding is for Keelhauled, if you know. So when I see this, the first style of the Thieves contest, I get excited because I think there's an opportunity for me to really kind of uh, showcase some of the cosmetics that I have, come up with an idea. Uh, I got to participate in, I think it was the first actual like community one that was supported by Sea of Thieves by Freyline, uh, put it all together and we had kind of a, a, a walkway or a, a catwalk uh, and we all had to go. 
come up with a, a theme or or a cause uh, costume um, that was based around uh, like a theme or or a, a group of people you know um, famous like Disney characters or uh, you know like a, an occupation and things like that worked really well for that and I really had a good time with it so uh, when I look at the the style of thieves I think that's something I I could really put myself into I could really really love kind of jumping in using all the years of cosmetics that I have and uh, trying to put those to work to try and win um, this contest. Do I think that the gloves are the way to go? Mm, maybe not. I, I would prefer, you know, like a hat or a jacket. I think a jacket would be kind of cool. The gloves are kind of odd because you don't really, I mean, you see them, but uh, they're not really as prominent as like a jacket or a hat things like that that everyone kind of sees as they see your pirate like i wear i wear the the uh hat that i got for doing keelhold and um it's kind of like i've actually had a couple people be like oh i recognize that hat and i'm like yeah i'm sorry i'm killing you <laughs> but that's how i got as you know so lots of things like that but here's how this is going to work so just if you're interested like me this is how you can kind of understand of what what they're going to do so uh reading from the blog post that they put out uh the contest will run in three phases there's the theme announcement so each season uh they're going to unveil four themes to inspire your outfit choices uh, we recommend getting started as soon as the categories are announced uh, and since you're not gonna really have a whole lot of time to send your screenshots okay so kind of be on top of it keep an eye out on twitter i'll try and talk about it when i can um, and you want to pick an outfit that you can uh, contemplate your current clothing collection uh, raid the equipment shop for work or work through renown levels uh, ahead of each submission date so you're ready to snap and send when the time comes once you have the themes, uh, you want to get your photo in. So each theme will have its own sub or own set submission day to enter, giving you 24 hours to ensure your share uh, you share your screenshot using at Sea of Thieves and hashtag Style of Thieves on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or through the Pirate Fashion channel in the official Sea of Thieves Discord. So there's four ways you can enter. It doesn't have to be just uh, Twitter. It doesn't have to be just Instagram. You can do it on Facebook. If you, if you go over to your parents' house, use their login, upload your photo, and then submit it through their, their account, you'll be able to enter into that or go over to the Discord where pretty much everyone is and uh, you'll be able to submit it through the channel in there. Um, some rules and tips for composing the perfect shot. No all-in-one costumes on the catwalk. Uh, so ones that they've created that you can get, those are not going to be um, viable for this. They want to see what you put together using the piece apart uh, or the, the piece by piece cosmetics. Um, use a theme or, or, or no wait, what does it say? Unless the theme calls for it, all shots should be solo snaps, not cruise. Additionally, only the pirate in the picture will be eligible for the prize. This is huge for me personally, because I, again, am not in those discords where they have a lot of people working together, get multiple ships on a server. They go over to a place, they get everything set up, they snap one really good photo and then they submit it. And then everyone gets a hat or the sales, I should say. And in this case, I like that because I would love to kind of think about, you know, like, what would I create? How would I present myself? And by doing that, I feel like you're really kind of rewarding the people um, who don't have the resources or the time to really invest in jumping into these discords to be able to try and plan out a time to get together with everyone. Like, I commend the amount of effort that goes into those, but put one of those kind of curated shots up against the casual fan who just happens to be on Instagram and sees the contest and know and thinks, oh, you know what? I snapped a photo the other day using the share button on my Xbox controller. I should really throw that up there and see, you know, if I can get some gloves. That's kind of what you're competing against. And, and it doesn't always work out for folks that have been solo players. Like sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I love having kind of an even... Uh, basis for folks to be able to earn it equally. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be discords where people are going to be very crafty and come up with their own ideas and then try and put them together and work together to come up with a really cool idea. But at least it's kind of that one person earns it because they came up with their idea and executed it as opposed to they just happen to be in the background of a shot. Find a simple or plain background to pose against. Let your outfit pop. So 
they're they're telling you don't try and make a scene out of this try and find something that really accentuates your character there are emotes that you can use and you can zoom in and zoom out if you want to but don't make it a scene make it your outfit you want your outfit to be the thing that actually speaks not how well it fits into the into the environment that you're on uh toggle 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 off your hud for that clean finish uh, and what they're saying here is basically you've got the opportunity to turn off the HUD. That way nothing pops up. You don't see your name uh, in there. Although I'm not too sure how you're going to be able to um, submit it, I guess probably just through the account. So they'll have to get a hold of you through there. And if you win, they'll probably ask for your gamer tag uh, and then have it associated with the account email that you have for that that gamer tag. So just make sure you toggle off your, your HUD. I see a lot of photos that are really, really great that have missing one shot from their blunderbuss in the bottom corner. And it's just like, it kills the whole, the whole look. Uh, the last thing is keep your, your screenshots true to the game. There should be no editing or filters used. Um, a lot of us are skilled with Photoshop. There have been some good shops and some bad shops and the good shops are the ones that you're just like, wow, I didn't know the president did do that. Uh, so make sure that you're just not using any filters, especially you Instagram people out there. I see you with your with your filters. It's all lies. Uh, anyway, cast your vote. Our crew will shortlist their favorite entries in each category, then share them in a Twitter thread on voting day allocated to the that theme. Then it's up to or up for you to cast your votes like or hitting the oh i see what they're doing here uh hitting like on your favorite shot with the three most liked entries taking the top spots so this is the this is this is how the business works folks if you don't know this is social engagement at its finest they are creating a contest the reward is cosmetics in game they're asking you to participate and then they were turning that into a social engagement system I am fine with this because if anything, it's going to be uh, pretty anonymous. Um, if, if you post it and people are looking at it and they know your account, then they might actually vote for it. Um, the thing that I would recommend is, is that the, the masses don't go about this and vote for the favorite person. If it happens to be like a content creator or someone in the in the the someone in the the community that's well known like there's a lot of a lot of well-known community members some old salts out there who uh have been in the game for a long time try to be very honest about your likes if if that's the case you know not everyone's going to win but you shouldn't try and skew it the way a certain pirate during the first year of the game did when they wanted to hit pirate legend uh okay so going back to actual texture uh then it's time for you to cast your vote hitting like on your favorite shot with the three most liked entries, I read this, didn't I? Dang it. Gosh darn it. This is what happens when you don't have like a way to like highlight stuff sometimes. We'll announce the winners both on our social media platforms and right here in an update to this article. Up for grabs are the Fashionista's Finery Gloves, a must-have accoutrement for the model Marauder. I love the... the, the oh God. Do such a good job writing this stuff sometimes. Uh, we will award three winners per theme for a total of 12 pairs of gloves handed out per contest. So that's how they're getting around the whole idea of uh, people taking group shots is they just want it to be very kind of, um, very kind of, uh, what's it called? Burr, 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 group group things. So instead of the, the group photos for the the, the sales, they're, they're doing that. Um, what you should know. Okay, here are the big deals. Um, season seven. These are the themes. So now that we've mapped out the process, it's time to unveil the inaugural themes and dates for your diaries. The entry period for each theme will start at 10 a.m. UTC uh, and run for 24 hours, which is 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first entry will be the 20th of September, so after Talk Like a Pirate's Day. The theme is going to be Captaincy. The voting date is going to be the 27th, a, a week after. The second theme is going to kick off and your entry is going to be uh, available to be made on the 21st. And then the voting for that is going to be a week later on the 28th. And the theme is going to be gold. Then on September 22nd, the third day after the, the beginning of this and a week after that is going to be spooky season. So you enter your photo on the 22nd, 
voting starts on the 29th. And then the last one is uh, cosplay. September 23rd is going to be the uh, starting date, the submission date for that, and then voting will start on the 30th. Remember, a single day to submit your shot for each theme. Then, in the following week, a single day to vote for your favorites from each theme's shortlist. Keep an eye on our social channels in early October when we reveal all the winners. And there you have it. Everything you need to know about the new Style of Thieves social contest. If you'd like to be sporting a new and shiny pair of gloves yourself, start raiding your wardrobe and grabbing screenshots so you're ready for the kickoff. What I will say is, again, one person, clear background, no HUD, no filters. Make sure it's not a all-in-one costume. Make sure you, you play around with the idea, okay? So... Submissions go from the 20th to the 23rd for the four different themes. Voting starts a week after each day. So the 27th, the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. I'm looking forward to this. I'm already kind of coming up with some ideas that I want to have for captaincy. I don't know about gold. Gold is a little tougher. Uh, I love spooky season, so I will probably try to be playing around with that. And I have to think up of a good idea for cosplay. As of this recording you will probably have a little more than a week to get your stuff together. That's really tough considering we have our next uh, our next uh, adventure coming up and that's going to be kicking off pretty soon here. In fact, I think it's just around the corner. Let me take a look here. Yes, it looks like in about 13 to 12 hours, uh, we are going to be getting the cinematic trailer for The Siren's Prize. This is possessive, so there's some thoughts about that. And we see an image of Belle thumbing through a book. She looks to be in a place that has uh, skeleton glyphs on the wall. Uh, the one that is most prominent is the one for King, which suggests that she could be in Stitcher Jim's lair. Now, I have been wondering if Stitcher Jim will make a return for some time now. I think a lot of that comes down to whether or not they're able to get the voice actor for Stitcher Jim into the recording booth uh, safely, where they can start recording lines and planning out story around his character. Where we left off with the last adventure, uh, Merrick has been transported to the Pirate Legend hideout. He is now uh, back with the band that is actually down in the Pirate Legend Tavern. If you don't know, there is uh, three members or no, yeah, three members of a band that are down there playing. Uh, he is part of that band. That is his crew, the original crew of the Wailing or no, the Killer Whale. Sorry, I almost said the Wailing Barnacle because that was the set that you got for participating uh in the the uh event no what was it the whaling barnacle was i don't know why i'm making myself trying to remember this stuff now but i remember the whaling barnacle was first year and that's about as much as i'm going to push myself to try and remember because i'm trying to focus on uh what's going on with siren's prize so the siren's prize that's going to go live this week uh i'll probably be playing through it Hopefully this one goes goes a lot smoother than the last one that we got, A Hunter's Cry, uh, because if I'm being honest, the last one was kind of bunk. Um, it was a really good plan. It was a really interesting kind of uh, a culmination of the story. This is the first part in the next three adventures, so this will be kind of a lighter one that will kind of introduce what our next adventure is going to be about. And it looks like it's going to be going back to Flameheart. It looks like we're going to be going back to focus on him. I'm hoping that we get a little more information about Stitcher Jim. Uh, I'm hoping that we get a little bit more information about uh, Flameheart Jr. Uh, because the name of this, the Siren's Prize, a possessive uh, item. Well, a lot of us have been kind of thinking, and I think a lot of us are on the right track here, that the siren's prize is of course the siren queen's prized possession that was kept in the locker or, or in the chest uh the wailing the eternal wailing chest um of sorrow that was in the silver blade now the silver blade was resurrected originally and another crew found the silver blade and subsequently was sailing around with it before eventually getting sunk and then the wreck was being dragged down into the depths and into the siren or the siren queen's uh kind of holding place in, in tall tale two of pirate's life um so as we're kind of uh getting closer and closer to this adventure i think 
the the general consensus here and i agree with it is that the sirens prize is the silver blade i believe that they are going to be trying to find uh some way to resurrect the ship to get it away from the dark brethren because uh the sirens might be using it as a way to uh harness some sort of energy or some sort of power there's something tied to it and i think flameheart jr is going to try and get his ship back i think the intention here is is he wants to resurrect it and that would tie into why uh mike chapman has a ship called the golden blade i think what better way to indicate uh, a, an upgrade to your ship than increasing the the value of it it is not the silver blade it is the golden the gold blade here and it kind of falls in line with flames you know flames are yellow and red they're kind of golden looking you know you could kind of tie it together like the it's it's resurrected through the flames of flameheart and flameheart jr and then turned into the golden thing we, we were thinking a little bit too on stream uh this week while davram and i were kind of talking about it about the potential of it being tied to uh the little um trinket the mysterious vessel that uh captain jack sparrow had during a tall uh, a pirate's life uh and how his ship turned golden as it passed through a golden uh portal and left this realm um what an interesting thing this would be if the golden blade ended up being the ship turned gold the silver blade turned gold via this mysterious relic this mysterious ancient artifact or whatever's inside it or or causing it to have this uh golden sun uh magical power to be able to take people wherever they want could this be the way that we find out uh that the flame heart is finding a way to get back to the sea of thieves uh right now the kind of general consensus is that um we understand that the dark brethren are looking for ways to control the the ways the pathways between worlds uh between the sea of the damned between the sea of thieves that was exactly what davy jones wanted to be able to control he wanted to be able to stop pirates from being able to come back unless they served the dark brethren court and as a result when that was when that was feasible when they had control over traversing between different realms in the sea of thieves the sea of the damned and wherever else that was when the captain was going to show up the mysterious vessel would be a way for uh flameheart to be able to control that type of passage um if they were able to get it back from captain jack sparrow so does this mean that jack is going to be making a return to sea of thieves it's unlikely but definitely a potential opportunity here um, I'm leaning more in that it's going to be something else and that we are going to be having to dive into the depths to try and either stop the Dark Brethren or the uh, the Reaper's Bones from getting the Siren's Prize, the Silver Blade, or it's going to be tied to that. Maybe we'll actually see the ship resurrected and sailing around and we may actually have to engage with Flameheart Jr., uh, a.k.a. the Servant of Flame, a.k.a. the person you turn stools into. So... I'm hoping that that's the case. I love that we're getting more Bell. I love Bell. Bell's my favorite. Um, in in next to Pendragon, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like what's going on because I think Merrick's story is done. If you go talk to him, he's very uh, kind of at at peace with what's going on. I love that there's a line in there where if you talk to him, where he's basically saying like, "Look, I I broke my my promise to uh, Sarek, where I said I wasn't going to." Uh, go and like you know go out venturing on a ship hunting down monsters again so i'm just going to chill out here uh, until further notice so basically he's in the doghouse the doghouse is the pirate legend tavern um and there's even little bitty a little bit of witticism uh about like him potentially playing the the uh summoning song for the for the hungering one because they're so close to the to the sea and it's like well, where is the where is the pirate legend tavern then you know it seems to be kind of hidden away uh that waterfall seems very interesting to kind of be like oh we're a little too close to the sea maybe we're finally going to be able to get to sail out of the pirate legend tavern how fantastic would that be if they were like hey you know we're really close to the sea it'd be a real shame if something bursted through that wall uh to to cause us to have to um figure out what to do now that the pirate legend tavern's been exposed oh wait i guess you could just sail out through here uh and we'll replace your your uh ship in or we'll put your ship in the place of where this beat up ship has been forever and uh you know, it's it's no longer going to be that that 67 Chevy that uh, the Pirate Lord wanted to work on. He, he he bought it with the intention of working on it. He's never actually worked on it. He just keeps sitting on his uh, on his butt like 
not doing anything about his son and being blamed for his son's death. Uh, speaking of which, hey, mystery still going on. Didn't know if you guys knew this. Uh, Lissetti's now kind of center point on this as we have her spyglass which is over at Cooked Masts. You can pick it up by going to the little cavern there. There's a skeleton in a uh, cage that is hanging. If someone is with you who has actually picked it up, you cannot actually claim it, thanks to Ivy Dice on Twitter for, for doing a little bit of testing on that. You have to go and get it, so just sail over to Cooked Masts. Um, the little the breadcrumb trail that led everyone to figuring out what that is uh, was, was completely... You know, it was completely uh, negated by someone data mining, data mining the uh, the information, and then just posting it on Twitter and Reddit. Um, so the mystery, for all intents and purposes, if people are going to be data mining the the mystery items now, um, just let let's shore this up. Let's let's kind of move through this because I think it's clear to me, at least, someone who's not just uh, kind of following it along as closely as I used to be when it felt a little more accessible, um, that people are tired of waiting and and they're just going to do whatever it is that you want us to do to get to the end of the story because even Merrick's death was resolved quicker than uh, this. And I'm sure that there's probably a really nice tie-in to the, the culmination of Flameheart and Flameheart Jr. and stuff like that, but it doesn't feel like the community is really invested in sticking with it outside of a, a small uh, group of folks, especially over the Ancient Isles University uh, Discord. So shout out to them for constantly trying to uh, figure out the actual clues. Um, it sucks that people are data mining this stuff and then just giving the answer. Uh, but that's kind of what's going on with the mystery right now until we find out more um, we'll just have to kind of wait until it's time to find out who actually killed uh, DeMarco, if DeMarco is actually dead. Um, we got a tweet, basically, Lissetti's voice kind of telling us what's going on. Um, and and the, the little little thing in there basically saying, like, the, the, the lantern is nothing more than a light, you know, don't believe that. A little, a little bummer, because uh, I, I really did actually like the fact that the idea that that DeMarco's soul was actually in the in the flame. I think I, I still hold by that being one of my favorite theories um, that I've come up with as far as like what I thought was actually going to be the case, because uh, I think it'd be fun. I think it would be the, the interesting way to have DeMarco speaking to us from beyond the grave. But that's just its personal preference at this point. Right. So uh, we'll kind of find out and see what's going on there. Um, the Sirens Prize is going live this week as my mouse has died and I can't find out what I can't click on. the. <laughs> this is the problem with having uh, cats, the, the little hair get inside the um, the actual little mouse thing and you can't move your mouse at that point but anyway so uh on september what is it going to be 15th yeah 15th um we are going to have the kickoff for the sirens prize uh if you have an opportunity get this done as soon as possible seriously um the sooner you get it done the more likelihood that if this is a group event which i actually don't think it will it, i don't think it will be i think it'll be another one of those go from here to here to here to here find this this that and the other thing and then meet back up to bell and she'll tell you what's going on and we'll just kind of have to sit back and wait i think that's kind of what's going to happen with this one as we kind of get to through the beginning, because uh, Shrouded Islands, same thing. Sail around, talk to Belle, we're good. Uh, and then what was the other one? I'm trying to think of what the other one was that that was kind of like the kickoff point for this. Maybe it was Merrick's death. Yeah, it was Merrick's death. Sail around, grab a bunch of things, go back to Belle, uh, wait. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like this one will be kind of, you know, low, low key as far as like what, what you have to worry about. Uh, but that's going to kick off on Thursday. Try and get it done as soon as possible. The more people that jump in at the beginning, the more likelihood you're going to run into people who are actually trying to figure it out and do it as opposed to just griefing other people. Um, lots of people get bored on the Sea of Thieves when there's nothing to do. One of their favorite things to do is to grief other people and just hang around in areas that are, are uh, story points um, and just ruin that for them because they knew they, they know they can. It's an open sandbox. They have every right to, to do what they want with their time um, as long as they aren't breaking anything that is considered terms of service or going to going to get yourself banned. And that kind of leads me to my next story. Uh, or not really story, but one of the things I wanted to talk about. 
Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. So if you don't know, um, I have uh, been playing this game since the start and I wanted to kind of experience the world as general, but I was playing this weekend and uh, I think it was Kamelt666, who's one of the patrons, uh, posed the question to Davram and I uh, as we were sailing around about something that we would like to have changed in the Sea of Thieves. Um, and we had two very different approaches to it. Uh, mine was very much of the um, side of, of enriching the world by adding things that I've wanted to see for a long time and, and not looking at the game as a video game, but looking at the game as a, a, uh, a, 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 a not a franchise, but like just a, a world, a playground, you know, um, Cyberpunk 2077 has a fantastic city, uh, but it's not a very good game. And uh, Sea of Thieves is a situation where I love the world that Sea of Thieves is. I concede that the game does not have the best code and that things do not work out that well all the time. So um, when I am looking at what I want, what I want is to think, have things like, you know, bigger cities, bigger towns, emergent players, uh, working with NPCs, having NPCs walking around, doing stuff, interacting with things, reacting to um, situations, you know, so, so many times, you know, there's something going on in an island and you're on Lone Cove and Deadshot Charlotte's just standing there, not doing anything because all she is, is a turn in point for crates. That's all, that's all her function is. She's got a little bit of dialogue and that's it. She just sits there. We know nothing else about her. No, 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 very two dimensional. So when I think about the world, what I think about is I want more things like a pirate's life because a pirate's life built a world, gave you story, gave you characters and had those characters interact with you throughout all of your uh, life. And with that, it, it felt great. It always feels great when we get a new story because I, I feel like you really get to have fun uh, with what's going on in the world. And I feel like that's that's where I differ from Davram because Davram doesn't care as much about the story. Uh, he his response to this was, and I'm sure he'll probably talk about this over at Pirate Talk Radio. But uh, his response was that he wanted to have the game built from the ground up with all of the knowledge and understanding of what they've learned from making this uh, game for the last you know six seven years, and give it a go with the the knowledge that they have to rebuild everything from the combat from the ground up player or player experiences from the ground up tall tales from the ground you know like have everything like this uh really play out differently for the launch of a second game kind of like destiny how destiny uh had you know a lot of stuff that they they they, they wanted to do but had to make a separate game to be able to accommodate that even after that they ended up having to uh really go back to the way that they they were developing their game and realized that they still really did not understand how to build it they they still had to go and sunset a bunch of content because they didn't take into account what their future plans were going to look like for a game as a service i think a lot of a lot of studios are tr still really trying to figure out how to make a game that is a live service that continues for so long that you really have to try and figure out like how do you add content how do you keep people engaged with stuff uh, that that brings in new story, develops the world, enriches the experience for players um, without making a, a game that's going to be 200 gigabytes, right? 
and, and can't be supported through streaming or through uh, through through um, um, just kind of regular maintenance and, and having stability on servers and stuff like that. So the idea of uh, kicking it off from a brand new game was was very interesting. I do like that idea. I'd like to see what a Sea of Thieves 2 would look like if they had an opportunity to build it from the ground up on next-gen hardware. Um, but getting back to the, the point of what's been going on, uh, the story itself is always kind of at the mercy of what the community decides to do. And as a result, you can have varying degrees of experience with it. You can have a really easy experience, you can have an okay experience, or you can have a really bad experience. And one of the problems that I've had with this game is that so many people reach out to me and they ask, should I jump into Sea of Thieves? What should I start out with? Is Sea of Thieves got a story mode? Is there is there a way to catch up on the story of the game? And the and, and unfortunately the, the short answer to that is no. There's there's not really a good way for you to catch up on the story. Uh, you know, th- there's there's you know content creators out there like myself who've been you know making content for years at this point, kind of talking about the story, how it's how it's progressing, but trying to ask someone to jump into a game uh, but have to go back and do research on what's been going on in Sea of Thieves over the course of years is a is a really big ask it's a it's a lot of time investment to try and understand the story and sea thieves does not really have a good way to tell you the story sure it has a bunch of tall tales but ever since they decided to move towards adventures and away from tall tales a lot of this content is not being surfaced to new players there's no way to catch people up now you can go on the website if you really want to and the website does have a situation where if you if you head over to uh, the game section you can go to adventures and the adventure section will catch you up on the uh, latest adventure as well as past adventures and give you a summary of what's been going on but again that is not something that is currently surfaced in the game there's no way to experience it it's already been done it's already gone so you can only read about it and that's a real bummer because this content is less than a year old you haven't even had this out for adventures for a full year it started with the beginning of this year so there's no way to go back and experience even content that's six months old at this point there's no way to catch up and work your way through the different stories to finally have the weight, the gravitas, the connections to the uh, to the characters um, as you've uh, had throughout the, the adventures, if you've been doing them on your own. And that, I think, is a huge flaw to me. Um, that is a huge way to alienate future gamers who are potentially jumping into Sea of Thieves and not uh, for the sake of awarding the, the limited time cosmetics for the sake of not having to keep this content in the game forever. Um, it's a way to shortcut the the content that you have so that way you don't have to keep it persistent for everyone. But that's where I think um, a video that came out by Falcor really did kind of address this in one way. Uh, there is one major flaw to the video that I saw uh, where Flameheart does, or, or excuse me, Falcor does a really good job of kind of talking about how the game is sold as a an adventure as a, as a story driven adventure how you're going to have a way to connect with different characters you're going to have a way to experience the story and yes you can do that you can go through a pirate's life you can do that but you are still subject to all of the weird happenings that can happen in sea of thieves with other players without really any warning and you can you can throw someone into an experience that they think is going to be the story mode uh without really explaining to them that this isn't a story mode this isn't a mode that is is catered to catching you up on the history of sea of thieves it is literally just the exact same world that we have but you are now in the impression that you're going to be focusing on story where everyone else in the world and everything else in the world is out to kill you for all intents purposes like most crews are going to fire first and ask questions later if you don't then you're you're probably not really worried about what you have on your ship but if you're trying to protect anything that you own you're probably going to attack anyone that's coming in on you um perfect example uh this last weekend we were sailing and we were turning some stuff in a sloop was sailing into us and as they were sailing into us they were sailing into us full billow 
no no warnings no information just coming straight into us um their their plan was to do an alliance with us but there's no way to communicate that outside of putting the the alliance flag up but we don't know what their true intentions are because again there's no way to, to lock someone into their, the commitment of uh, what they're going to do. If you want to put up an alliance flag, you can do that. But there's nothing that says that you are, you have to alliance with someone. You can always betray that, that potential. So it's always easier in Sea of Thieves to shoot first and ask questions later. And that really doesn't that really doesn't cater your it doesn't really cater a culture of uh, of 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 risk. You don't you don't potentially put yourself out there thinking like, oh, this would be a great way to, to meet a friend uh, or this is a great way to work with another crew until, you know, people are using their the greatest tool that you have in Sea of Thieves, which is your voice, being able to communicate with other people. But you know what? There's a lot of languages out there and they will translate, but a lot of people are on Xbox and they're probably in party chat, which means they're not using game chat. Because if you've learned anything in Sea of Thieves, using game chat in Sea of Thieves, unless you're on PC, is, is subject to not being able to talk to other people, talk to your crew without other people hearing you. And not many people remember that the speaking trumpet has an alternative use where you can whisper to the person that you're there. No, especially if it's in the heat of a combat, like you're not going to try and uh, explain your plan of attack using the alternative uh, speaking trumpet mode to talk to your crewmate in game chat. You're just going to use a party chat. So why, why, why even bother having that alternative speaking trumpet in the in the game if it's not even going to really be functional because the chances of you actually remembering oh yes i have a speaking trumpet i want to talk to my crewmate i want to make sure that the other crew next to us doesn't hear it we have no way of knowing if they can actually hear it we can just hope that we're far enough away and that the speaking trumpet's alternative mode has a short enough range that if i'm using it only my crewmates next to me are going to be able to hear what we're saying in our attempt to betray someone else. Like there's just no reason to do that. It's too risky. If that's what your play is, it's just easier to use party chat. So you're not going to be in game chat, which means there's no way to really communicate with other people. Um, in the game if uh, you're sailing up to them, which means that the, the likelihood of you being able to alliance with someone is even harder. In fact, most alliances are made by passing by someone who happens to have the alliance flag up. You run up, you hit join, and then you sail off and do your own thing. That is that is 90% of what most people want to do when they are out sailing. And that does not really create an environment where people can really kind of communicate with each other, hang out, get to know each other, build a, a rapport with other crews because you don't know them. You don't want to know them because it's more risk that way. And you're trying to get gold because Sea of Thieves takes a lot of time. If you're sailing around, you want to do something. It takes at least a half hour to do a sea fort. You don't get a whole lot of gold out of it. If you want to do anything substantial, you have to invest at least an hour, two hours, usually three, if you want to get a decent amount of gold. So why would you risk that on the potential of, of coming across another crew unless you have nothing to lose? So we were sailing. We went over to uh, Golden Sands Outpost, New Golden Sands Outpost. We were selling our, our loot and we were turning in everything we had. The sloop was bearing down on us and they didn't they weren't communicating. They didn't have an alliance flag up and they came straight towards the sovereign's uh, turn in point. So my crew doing the thing that they would do in any situation is got ready for combat. Because that's the safest thing. It's it's easier to talk to someone when they're dead on the ferry than it is to risk leaving their ship up and lose what you have worked so hard to get. So we started attacking them, and that's when they started talking. And they were squeakers. And everything was, was I was starting to feel bad because they were squeakers. They talked about just wanting to hang out. They just wanted to have an alliance. We didn't know what their intentions were. And it's hard to really judge that because all they're saying is, no, 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 no. Please don't kill us. We're, we just want to alliance. It's like, okay, but is that is that actually what you want to do or is this just a ploy is this just a really good uh twitch streamer with a with a, a voice that they've kind of like saved their kids like their kid recording this and saying that so they hit a button and you hear that and you think oh okay well it's a kid we won't fire and then we just get completely murked completely like like tricked on that and there's no way to know there's absolutely no way to know about that kind of thing right um, the technology has surpassed that kind of thing. It's easy enough to fake it. So we sink the kid 
Um, and, and I felt really bad about it until the kids started using some really, some words that you really shouldn't be using if you're, you know, pretty young, if you're under 18. Uh, and in fact, those are words that were ones that would probably get other people banned. So I tried to do the thing that I thought was the best thing to do, which is be the parent in the situation and let them know, Hey, what you're saying is bannable. You could get banned for this. If we report you, there's enough evidence to be able to, to get your account um, uh, uh, closed on this. You don't shoot. You should not be using those words in real life or in a video game. If you wanted to uh, sail with us, if you wanted to come up with us, there's other ways to go about it. And we ended up sinking them because they chose. They they woke up and chose violence. And they're probably too young to watch Game of Thrones, so that reference is lost on them. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, I felt real bad because it was a it was a teaching moment, and it and it made me think these kids just wanted to get. Uh, uh, an alliance going and and it's not unfair for them to feel like they wanted to get an alliance going their kids they maybe wanted to have some fun they haven't been ruined by being an adult they still have some hope but they have enough hope and enough information to be able to use the wrong type of words uh, when speaking to other people in public situations um, in, in a public game so I I felt bad that it had to happen that way. It really put a, a damper on my on my uh, experience. But the but the core thing that I took away from it was there are still people out there, newer pirates out there that want to connect with other groups. They want to connect with other players. I've seen time and time again players who've left because they are sick of getting sunk all the time. They're sick of not having people to play with around the times that they play. There's too much in the game that is not... Uh, that it is constantly working against you and not enough to work with you. Um, you can't pay to have Pendragon sail as your as your ship, uh, your your fleet mate to be able to protect you in a situation where you get attacked by a Kraken and a Megalodon and your skill isn't high enough to be able to handle those two events at the same time. So I don't blame people for putting down the game because there is... There's no story mode. There's no there's no campaign for people to play through, to get their feet wet, to understand the mechanics, to understand what's good or bad, to understand how to deal with certain situations, to get caught up on the narrative of the game. And that's that's fine for people that don't care about the story because they have adventure mode. They can just jump in and do what they want and, and there's nothing taking them away from that experience. But for those that want the story, for those that want to have an idea of what it is, for them to get connected to the game, they need to be connected to the uh, to the story members if they don't have a crew. Now, if they have a crew member uh, or if they have a crew that they're sailing with, that's their reason for playing. Their reason for playing is playing with people that they like to play with. The game doesn't necessarily need to make a difference. It could be any game as long as they're playing with their friends. That's why people play. They have a community. They either enjoy the story and they're connected to the characters or they have a, a, a community where they play with people that they play with on a regular basis. Um, so the idea of Flameheart, or not Flameheart, sorry, Falcor. Sorry, dude. Um, every time I, th I think about it, I'm always like Falcor, Flameheart. It's just a, a you, you get it. Falcor's idea of having the uh, pirate's life be the story mode you know there's no commendations there's no gold there's no random loot there's no uh, renowned gain there's no emergent threats out there it's literally just the tall tales and the adventures preserved for people to be able to play through so that they can get caught up on the story there's no pvp it's just the story mode i think is a a really interesting way to kind of say like this is a version of sea of thieves that is just designed to catch people up in a in an interesting way that isn't just a video like you aren't just going onto youtube and watching the story you're getting to experience the story which is the whole point of playing video games it's the whole point of games is to to be able to jump into the world to experience the world you know if we wanted to experience content we'd sit in front of netflix and we'd watch a tv show we'd sit in front of disney plus and we'd watch a tv show it's passive you're not doing anything you're not interacting with anything you're not making choices or decisions but in a video game you want to be able to experience that in a much more visceral way that's why we have games on VRs. You want to be able to grab things, move things, shake things up, you know, make these choices, see what you can play around with, um, experience the world or all around you in, in an interactive way. And having a story mode lends itself to that. And the, the rewards 
from story mode are the ones that you would receive. Now, I, I know people are going to be like, well, I had to do the Shroud Breaker 18 times because I kept getting sunk every time I went over to Crook's, uh, Crook's Hollow. No, wait, no. What is it? Crooks hollow. Why does that sound wrong? Why does that sound wrong? I don't know why it sounds wrong. Um, but you, you're going over there, you're working on it, you come out, all the, the coral skeletons are, are uh, coming up and they're, they're starting to attack you as you try and get back to your ship and you realize your ship has been sunk because a random crew came over, uh, shot over, tucked for a while, threw a banana on the, on the stove, left, your ship burned down, and you don't have anything except for the item that you worked so hard to get out of that treasure vault, a bunch of coral skeletons smacking at you while you're sitting there crying into the river or into the ocean, uh, trying to raise the water level so that you can swim away. And it, that, it sucks. It sucks as a new player. There's no good way to experience the story without having the risk of running into other people or running into uh, ocean crawlers or phantoms or skeletons or megalodons or skeleton ships or krakens or just bad server stability. Like there's no way to get away from that. And I think that's the, the point here that that's, that's the thing that I think is really, really hurting newer players from being able to jump into the game is that there's no safe space for them to be able to, uh, experience the content in a way that kind of shortcuts them to the point where they can jump into adventure and say like, okay, I got caught up. I understand what's going on. I'm wholly invested in this world. Let's get into the real game. And because of that, I know people are already going to be disagreeing with me. They're going to be like, oh no, I, I did it the hard way. I did it the natural way. Cool. All right. Well, you're not a new player. You had months, years before we started getting tall tales uh, to be able to figure out how to play the game. Other people aren't. Other people are getting thrown into the fire, burning alive, and you're sitting there as, as Obi-Wan looking down, being like, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to keep the game alive after I quit. And the other person's sitting there as a charred little ember on the, on the beach, sitting there like, you betrayed me. Sometimes literally. And I feel like that's where we need to get to a point at with Sea of Thieves, is we need to figure out how do you onboard people so that they are adequately prepared for the game even if they have a crew like how do you prepare them to get into this game without just trial by fire or the little bit of adventure that you get off of like and most people don't even do go look at the actual achievements for maiden's voyage and i guarantee you there's more people that have jumped into maiden voyage exited it out for whatever reason never actually completed it and then get into the main adventure thinking they just want to play the game instead of actually doing anything that that ties to the story, doing anything that ties to completing the tools that you need to understanding the mechanics of the game. They just jump in, they get frustrated, and then they click uninstall. And I think that's what I want. I want them to not click uninstall. I want them to stick with the game. And I think the only way to really do that is to get them invested either in the story or getting comfortable enough with the mechanics that when they do go into adventure, all the old salts that are out there get a decent fight. And all of the new players get out there and feel competent against another crew. Arena's gone, so we're, we're, we're the, the, the COD people are going to eventually go back to COD. When Warzone 2 comes out, all of the TDMers are going to move back to their game. And, and we we'll probably won't see them for a while. But everyone else is going to be either... A Sherpa that has to that has to hold the hands of people who don't have a good guide for this game and, and take them along to show them like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Beware of this. Make sure you're doing this. Don't touch the anchor or it's trial by fire. They get thrown in, they jump in, they get into adventure. There's no difference between a pirate's life or between adventure at this point. It's it's literally the same thing. It's just two different spawn points. You're either put in front of the stranger or you're put in front of the the, the table and the mysterious stranger who's like, I'm not going to talk to you till you're a pirate legend. And you're like, what's a pirate legend? He's like, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, that was a fun story. So I just, I, I feel frustrated because I want more people to get this game. I want more people to be invested in it. We've got Skull and Bones coming out the day before God of War Ragnarok. It's not going to do well against God of War. It's not going to do well. It, it'll be interesting for a little bit of time. I will not be too surprised if this game does not really hold its weight when it comes to pirating games. And there's not many pirating games uh, that people can really point at and be like, this is a good experience. Sea of Thieves is one of those few games. 
And I just want people to look at Sea of Thieves and think this is approachable for me to be able to understand what's going on in the world before I jump in with the rest of the, the sweats. And there's no good way to do that right now. It's trial by fire or Sherpas or watching streamers and trying to understand that. But again, we're talking about the time investment of passively trying to do something or just hating life and clicking uninstall. And that's what I want to figure out is how do I get people to not uninstall the game when there's not a good way to get them through the the more than just the maiden's voyage like there needs to be maiden's voyage and then story and then adventure so that way they're getting the full understanding of what's going on it's something marvel's avengers tried to do and lots of people said the campaign for marvel's avengers even though the life service aspect of it was terrible uh, and really not planned well. The campaign for that game was fantastic. One of the best games they've played for Marvel content. But unfortunately, we don't have something like that in Sea of Thieves. And in fact, there's not really even a good way to go back to the old adventure. So I want to hear from you. Um, and I don't want to hear. Here's the thing. I get that you did it the hard way. I understand that. I get that you want people to figure out how to do stuff the way you figured out how to do stuff. What I want is to have thoughts around the idea of what can we do as a community to try and help other people understand how the game works, how the game plays without resorting to shoot first, ask questions later? Is that even possible? Is that even feasible at this point? Is a story mode even something that would work to do that? I want to I want to get some good constructive thoughts on this because I think at the end of it, I think Falcor's video is 100% right. We need a way to get people invested in the history of the Sea of Thieves by experiencing it so that they understand, one, how to play the game, and two, why everything we're doing is so important right now. And that's that's my hopes and dreams for this game. Um, I do think that Davram is right. I do think that there is a lot of code that may or may not actually be salvageable uh, for things like combat, which is why they're working so hard on this combat overhaul, why it's a, a multi-year project. Um, and, and they can't just scrap everything, start from scratch and hope that they can come out with a series uh, with a Sea of Thieves 2 uh, in, in time for people to not lose interest. Overwatch is dealing with that right now. There's no new content to Overwatch. So everyone thinks Overwatch is dead because there's nothing new to it. Everyone's just waiting for Overwatch 2. And that's where the focus has been on Overwatch 2. So you got to lose somewhere, right? You got to either lose players who are uh are unhappy with the state of the game as far as its stability as far as its combat things like that or you lose people over not bringing content to the current game while you work on building the sequel and that's a that's a real tough that's a real tough thing splatoon 2 has done it as well too splatoon 2 uh did not add any new splatfest uh, uh events for years and the reason for it was because they were building splatoon 3 they were building splatoon 3 campaign with the understanding of how people enjoyed the smaller campaign that was in, available in season 2 as well as the expansion so they wanted to build out a bigger campaign for C, for for splatoon 3 but it took them abandoning all updates for splatoon 2 to be able to do that so it, that's another question should they abandon CFU's content and work on sea of thieves 2 should they try and take what they've learned from season or from series uh sea of thieves 1 and apply that to a game that's built in unreal 5 and call it sea of thieves 2 that's that's what i'm really curious about because the, the question always comes up and i'm and i'm genuinely just committed to whatever sea of thieves ends up being at the end of the day chances are i will probably love sea of thieves for the rest of my life I will always have nitpicks here. I will always have grievances with some things, but I genuinely just love this game. I love the characters. I love the the direction that the that the devs take to try and make sure that the world stays interesting because I think they do a really good job of, of that. But I want other people to experience that as well. And it kills me to think that people stop playing the game. Um, and I understand why. And, and, and I can't refute it because the, the criticisms that they have are not unfair criticisms for all intents and purposes. Most people's criticisms are very valid. And I think that is what really hurts the most is that I can't sit there and tell them, oh, well, you know, we'll try this out and see if, if this is going to be something that you'd like. You know, maybe maybe you don't like this, but maybe you'd like that. It's more like, nope, combat is rough. I, I, they hot fixed or they hot fixed swords 
when they found out that you couldn't block. And it's like, if you can hotfix that, what about all the other weird junk that happens that you that 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 we can't that seems to be like fixable but isn't getting hot fixed like there's so so many times where i'm sitting here thinking this is a weird interaction this interaction should have happened why isn't this fixed but i i, I it's it's the wants right it's always the wants i want this i want that i want this i don't understand how come that and it always comes down to time energy effort money complexity or com- complexity you know, will this affect performance negatively? Will it impact other things? Do they have time to do this? What will it take away from what they're currently working on? They've already had to delay seven, season seven. If that's the case, chances are Flameheart's story won't actually end in the end of the year. It'll probably get pushed out to the anniversary update and the culmination of that. What happens after that? What happens after Flameheart? And should it be Sea of Thieves 2 or should it be the next story because they've already got it all planned out so um, chances are they're going with you know the story not see of thieves 2 but it always seems to come up every once in a while and i think it's usually when the servers start hitting their worst i am going to be very trepidatious around community day again that's going to be on the 17th i want to be happy about it but i'm very concerned that the that the server stability is going to take a hit and people are going to be really upset when they kill an ancient skeleton and nothing registers and there's and, and unless you're taking photos unless you're taking screenshots or you're taking clips and you send those in it's a lot of people to be trying to do you know customer service for where it's like hey you know we got a gilded restitution voyage because we didn't keep track of all the all of the stuff that happened on the seas on community day we lost the data and we can't really keep track of how many ancient skellies he killed. So instead of giving you actual money for the Emporium, we're going to give you another gilded gilded voyage of restitution. That's that's my fear right now. That's my biggest fear. But currently, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the fact that we've got a new adventure coming out. I, I want to focus on the fact that I'm excited to see Bell again. I'm excited that we might actually get Stitcher Jim back and that we're going to be working towards... Flameheart Jr., Flameheart, that whole thing I want to see a resolution to. It's been a very long-running story. I would love to see what the culmination of it is uh, and where we go from there. And hoping that we get a little bit more uh, Disney um, tie-ins with this. Because I I think it was great that we got Pirate's Life. I think everyone was sold as a a whole. The industry was very surprised when Sea of Thieves was sold on Pirate's Life, when they saw Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones coming to Sea of Thieves, they're like, holy cow, we have to pay attention to Sea of Thieves. We really should go check out this campaign. And it did It did amazingly well. It did so good that it, the only thing that actually trumped it was the community, the first community day was the, the thing that came as close to Pirate's Life spike in interest as uh, a Pirate's Life did when it came out. They need another one of those, I think. I think they need... Another situation where you are coming to Sea of Thieves for the story. But if you're coming to the Sea of Thieves for a story and you're met with grieving, if you're met with hostility, if you're not met with uh, pirates that actually want to talk in game and they're just sinking in silence, that's going to turn people off. So how do you fix that? Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Less news, more speculation, more feelings on the game and the state of it right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to the adventure. I want to know more about what's going on. We'll be diving into that next week as usual. Um, I was going to have Caleb on this week. Uh, He decided to back out for health concerns. Um, So hopefully there will be an opportunity for him to jump in so we can have another four hour episode filled with tangents, as I know you all love for being whoever uh, you you have like that long work day and you just want to listen to another four hour episode of two guys talking on a podcast about tangents. Um, We'll hopefully have one of those out for you soon in the future. Um, With that, I think we're going to we're going to kill it here. if you have any concerns, questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Contact information for the show is always in the show notes. Uh, you can send in an email to C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone that has been uh, subscribing over on YouTube. Thank you so much for that. 
Um, I, I'm getting closer and closer to 500 subs, which is is fantastic. Uh, I know it's all long form content, which doesn't really bode well for YouTube. But if you listen there, thank you. I read your comments. Um, and for those of you that are listening on Spotify, thank you. I uh, I was I was looking into the ratings the other day and was really surprised at how many uh, positive ratings you all have been giving me. Um, I, I've, I've been, I haven't really checked that stuff, but it's, it's cool to see. I, I appreciate that. I, thank you. I've been doing this long enough that I I've given up looking at that stuff. Cause, uh, it, it just, it, it always kind of wears, it's always that like imposter syndrome kind of needing gratification kind of thing. And I just, I stopped doing it, uh, for, for a long time and I don't really pay attention to the numbers or the ratings as much as I probably should, given that that's usually what determines how people find the show. But for all of you listening on Spotify, thank you so much. I know you guys have been uh, doing the ratings over there. It means the world to me that you that you take the time to click five stars because you don't have to, right? You don't have to do that. But I, I appreciate that you're enjoying the content so far. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it. Again, we've got the Sherpa program in this in the Keel Hall Discord. If you're trying to learn more about Sea Thieves, there's some Sherpas out there that are looking to do so. We're going to be trying to do some stuff on Saturday, the 17th, to be able to uh, celebrate Community Day. All of that is going to be dependent on the servers and how stable those are. Um, but look into the Keel Hall Discord uh, for people that are sailing. If we have spots, we will probably post that we have spots um, and you can jump in. We're probably going to have a really a really unbearable party chat with like 18 people in it i'm sure so be sure to get ready for that if you can um and hopefully you guys are having a good time out there hopefully you guys are having a good experience in sea thieves you're enjoying yourselves you're working on the new uh ledgers because that's honestly like there's new ledgers there's new cosmetics the drumming concertina is available for all of the different reputations or yeah yeah reputations um so make sure you're working on those even if you're just doing it at level one turning in what you can and cycling flags it starts to add up and it doesn't take too long for you to be able to get in the top 25 percent of that so Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on, on your, your reputations. Uh, I just hit 30 in Athena's Fortune, so I was really happy about that. Not so much on the costume, but at least I hit the, the level cap there. Very glad to see that. Um, and Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Effect series, and are you looking to learn even more about Mass Effect? The things that you didn't even know that you didn't know? Well, this is your host, Tom, or Robots, and me and my co host, N7 Legend, do a show called the Mass Effect Lorecast. It is available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this right now. We also do it live on twitch.tv slash robotsradio, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific on Sunday nights. So go look it up right now. The Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to have you join us. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.